Welcome back to Podcast Radio. I'm Andy. I'm Joe. And we're back again uh, with the uh, not-so-tongue-in-cheek uh, episode like we've been doing the last couple, you know, about plane ladies and UFOs and stuff like that. So we wanted to discuss, and we have before, why do people think the earth is flat? Bom, bom, bom. <laughs> <laughs> and here's where everybody's going to go, oh, they're those guys. <laughs> no, uh, we didn't say anything. No. Uh, we're just going to share some primary sources uh, that we found over the years. And uh, I got four. So primary source is the best, right? Well, yeah, that's what everybody goes off of. So the first one is from the Library of Congress, and it was April 21st of the year 1900. Wow. So this was out of a, a newspaper in Minnesota, and the headline is, says the earth is round. And underneath it, there's a subheadline, and he may be thrown into prison. Oh, shoot. So um, I'll just read a little bit of it. And uh, you can tell me what you think. It is painful to read that Sir John Gorst, the head of the British Educational Department, is in serious trouble. Let me get some light here. <clears throat> and has been threatened by Mr. Ebenezer Breach and other taxpayers of the city of Portsmouth in the Kingdom of England with prosecution under the Imposters Act. It seems that the schools of Portsmouth have been teaching the damnable and heretical doctrine that the earth is a sphere. Ebenezer and his friends know, of course, that the earth is as flat as a pancake. So there's wow. much more to it. Um, I won't read the whole thing, but at the end of it, um, Sir John, meantime, is to be brought to court and prosecuted under the Imposters Act. Now, the Imposters Act is part of the British Constitution, and um, <clears throat> then at the end, it says, at last count, Sir John was still at large. Wow. So um, this is from 1900. 1900. Okay. And, um, Overseas in the UK, you know, they want this guy brought in and charged under the Imposters Act. And I'm like, you know, that's a serious yeah. thing. Part of the uh, penalty for the Imposters Act is your property can be seized. You don't no longer own anything. You could be burned at the stake even. This Jeez. is 1900. If you're uh, go to court and proven that you are trying to brain basically brainwash people into believing something that is false. And they were calling them imposters. Yeah. And hmm. it's the imposters act. They wanted to <clears throat> um, try him under if he ever came back to England. Man. So I was like, you know, that's a, it's, that's not like the inquirer. You know what I mean? Right. A tabloid. If it's that, if it's that bad of a penalty, then to charge someone, bear false witness, what's a penalty for that? Yeah. You know, so this it's not like this guy's just, you know, I'm just going to make this up and, uh, you know, charge this guy with the Imposters Act. No, he, he would probably be held to the same standard of punishment, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. Get your stuff, you know, taken away from you and you burned at the stake. Well, what's what's the best way they can scare you with is take all your things away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Typical government, yeah. you know, take your stuff. Right. 
So that is uh, from 1900. I'll just go in order of the year that I found them. Okay. And then the second one is another Library of Congress uh, article. And this is from Dr. John G. Abizad. He even gives his address. Say that five times real fast. (laughs) (laughs) Three Malden Street in Boston, Massachusetts. So this was uh, from 1920, something that he wrote. Uh, And it is, I have published... I have published this map to reveal the true posture of the earth. First, to help the people in recognition of the fact that the earth is flat and does not move. Second, so the young people in schools and in higher positions may have the benefit of the truth. Um, And then he goes on to end it. If the earth was round, as some people imagine, the shape of the North Pole and the South Pole would be exactly the same. Then the North Pole and also the South Pole would have six months of darkness and six months of light. Also, the sun takes more time to move around from east to west near the South Circle. Take a journey around the South Circle and another around the North Center, and you will find it a much shorter distance around the North Center, which proves that the North and the South are not the same shape as people claim. After you have studied truth of my work, you will know I'm right. If anyone desires more explanation, I will be pleased to give it. So it's cool that he also gave his physical home address. Right. You know, in he's Boston. He's putting it out there. Yeah. yeah. He, he's in Boston, Massachusetts. And he also wrote a book, The Enlightenment of the World. I don't know if uh, that's a book easy to find. Um, but again, you got it. Another article from the Library of Congress, um, and this is a paper that he put out there and was um, allowed his peers to review it. It was a peer-reviewed paper. Oh, okay. So you can check that out on Library of Congress. They have like the map and all his his writing, and he's uh, he's an Arab dude, so it's written in Arabic, and then they translated it oh, into. Okay. Um, they found it important enough to translate it into English. You know, so wow. they can read here in, in the U.S. But, I mean, how many people nowadays would give out their address? Like, would you give out your address on this podcast? If anybody disagrees with you, they can come One, to your house. One, no. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Lord, no. Well, maybe. It just depends. I'd give out somebody else's address. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your neighbor. Oh, my gosh. Another one. Another yeah. psychopath. Yeah, I'd, get, I'd give my boss's address. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I don't know why they're egging my house all of a sudden. I'm <laughs> a weirdo. I don't know. What'd you do? <laughs> okay, so the third one I got was from um, Popular Science Magazine. Oh, I, I dig that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, okay. This is from August 1931, and you've seen uh star trek right john luke picard Mm -hmm. yes okay so the um physicist who used to do the studies i mean this guy's like freaking indiana jones he didn't just sit in in a room and plug numbers into a computer he was out there yeah he's out there doing stuff and uh professor picard this is the name so i'm assuming that's probably where they got John Luke Picard for the Star Trek TV show. Right. Which is a good name. Yeah. 
Cool. Well, he built this hot air balloon and he uh, had a like a metal room that was connected to it. So instead oh, of just there. Okay. Yeah, instead of just a basket, it's an all enclosed metal uh ball. Oh wow. And he ended up going 50,000 feet up in this hot air balloon in 1931. Good grief. So while him and another guy were going up, 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 um, they eventually got a leak in that thing. And they're like, dude, we're going to, they thought we were, we're going to die. You know, we're not going to make it. They ended up getting cotton and something else to plug the holes. And, uh, the people on the ground that were monitoring it or who they were um, supposed to be watching, you know, Hey, when this guy returns, we got to get out there and pick him up. <clears throat> they thought they didn't, they weren't going to make it either. Cause they just lost contact with him. Eventually they landed and his, what he saw, th- they brought down a lot a, back, a lot of data and stuff like that, that they were going to analyze. Oh, okay. But they asked him, you know, what did it look like? And Picard said, it seemed a flat disc with upturned edge. Wow. That's what the earth looked like. And I'm like, okay, so this guy, number one, risked his life. You know, right. he went up uh, an estimated height of more than 52,000 feet with this other guy. They risked their lives, could have died from the leak, you know, yeah. and ended up not. <clears throat> uh, Ended up plugging that thing, making it back down, landing safely. They were rescued. And um, and his story, what he saw, he's, the earth seemed to him like a flat, level plane. <clears throat> With or, upturned disks. Yeah, like an up, upturned edges. edges. So he was almost, what, 10 miles high? Yeah. 9,000. So it'd be, yeah, nine miles Nine and three quarter miles a little over. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, another reason people believe this was Popular Science Magazine. Again, it wasn't uh, the National Enquirer. So, this right. is for scientists. Yeah. And the laymen that liked, were interested in this stuff. And they decided to publish it. And they got pictures of it. And they got his account of it. And he almost, he, came close to possibly dying in it so and then when he returns you think he's gonna lie about what he saw risking his life for something right yeah right no no not at all so another first-hand publication a first-hand account from someone that actually went up went up did something they're not just in a room plugging numbers into a computer to prove their theories and then the very last one i got for why people believe the earth is flat. Okay. This one's uh, 1958, the Encyclopedia Britannica. That's legit. Yeah. We but, had one. Yeah. That was our Google. Mm. Uh, uh, people used to go door to door and sell those. Yeah. Like, you want to buy a volume? And it was kind of like the, the more money that household had. They had the nice ones. Mm-hmm. Had the gold pages on. Or had the, a whole set, not oh. just S. They made them in sets? <laughs> wow. We had just J through K or something weird. Yeah. The thinnest volume, Z. 
<laughs> yeah. That the, one is uh, only like 15 bucks. <laughs> yeah, it was just the, the contents of what. Yeah. If you had the set, this is what you would have. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look at all this stuff I, I can be reading about. I know it. In a pocket dictionary we all shared. <laughs> so for those that are like, whoopee, freaking do the Encyclopedia Britannica. Well, back when I was going to school, that was the internet. Like when you did a book report on a subject, you get to go to the library, and chances are you get to use that as one of your sources. Right. Uh, we went to the library for everything, for all our reports, you know. So it was a big deal. And especially in 1958, even more so, that's like the primary source if you want to learn about something outside your world. Yeah. So in the uh, volume two of the letter A for Antarctica, it's talking about um, Admiral Byrd going mm -hmm. over there and charting and talking about what he discovered. <clears throat> so I'll just read a couple paragraphs. The United States representative charged with maintaining effective uh, mon uh, monitorship over those political, scientific, legislative, and operational activities, which comprise of the total United States Antarctic program. In December 1955, the task force left New Zealand to set up two base stations in the Ross Sea area. Little America 5 was established at Kalian Bay, about 30 miles east of the Ross Ice Shelf from the Bay of Wales. And an air operations base was constructed at Hut Point on Ross Island in McMurdo Sound. Okay, so this is a good... This is a good uh, paragraph we got here coming up. Four United States planes flew from New Zealand to McMurdo Sound on December 20th, 1955, and made exploratory flights over unknown parts of the continent until January 18, 1956, when they returned to New Zealand. These flights proved the inland areas to be featureless in character, with a dome 13,000 feet high at about the latitude 80 degrees south and 90 degrees east longitude. So they discovered a dome 13,000 feet high. So that's interesting. Um, you're like, well, that's not very high up, 13,000 feet, right? Because we just listened to Picard. 9,000. He, he, he went, what, 52, 53,000 feet? So... Yeah, yeah. What okay. makes sense to me is I'm like, okay, well, you're in a plane. And if there is a wall to a dome, yeah, you probably hit the wall. You know, doesn't mean the dome, you know. Curvature. You're right. The, cur the, the top of the dome, they mm -hmm. didn't get anywhere near, or the center of it. You just not hit the wall, but you discovered a wall wow. while you're flying. Yeah. And so I've always thought, well, that's probably the wall, but I've never had anybody talk about it. I finally found somebody that plugged the latitude and longitude in a flat earth map and did a picture of what it would look like. And it's exactly what I imagined. Really? Yeah. Just like you're at, you're at the wall, but there's much more of the... Clearance. Towards the center of it, maybe? Right. Okay. Like It's like going up in a big snow globe, and you're at the very bottom of the snow globe, just flying along the wall. But wow. they did... Encyclopedia Britannica says they discovered a 
dome 13,000 feet. And then what happens after this? The Antarctic Treaty. And then all the governments of the world agree that no one will go there. All the governments of the world that are at war, you know, our whole lives, all agree on this one thing. Joe, you can't go there because you might leave a footprint that kills a polar bear or melts <laughs> a piece of ice. Right. <laughs> Save the planet. Yeah, for real. Save the planet. Yeah, well, of course, they're going to talk you into it by guilt. Don't do this because you could do this. Well, they, they even have laws for it, apparently. You can only have so much gas. To at, go one way. At a certain latitude. Once you hit a certain latitude, longitude uh, area, you can only have so much gas. And if you have more than that and you start going, the, a military escort will direct you out of there. And I guess if you kept going, you would just be at the bottom of the sea somewhere. Wow. So that's what we need to find. One of those guys in that military type clearance mm -hmm. saying, this is what we were keeping y'all from. Yes. So what they, what flat earth people believe, you know, this is just very, these are things I could find on DuckDuckGo very easily. It's not like I had to dig for hours for this information. Right. Right. So you can imagine there's plenty more articles out there and proof that people, believed the earth was flat as early as a hundred years ago. 1900 people still believe the earth was flat mm -hmm. and they um, tell us no, no, that no, Christopher Columbus didn't believe the earth was flat. You know, no, no people groups believe the earth was flat except every people group believed the earth was flat. When you look at their earth model and their drawings um, in history, you know, every people group. Hmm. Interesting. And, yeah. I like that. I like, I like first-hand accounts, primary sources. Definitely. People that get out and don't just sit on a stool talking on a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lazy slobs. We're not them. <laughs> But I did ask that one pilot that one time, remember? Yeah, tell, I, tell, tell him what you asked. Well, just in passing, getting out of, off the airplane, gentleman, older gentleman, had that cool, like Hogan's Heroes, cool leather, ball, uh, leather hat, captain's hat type deal, kind of like a bomber's jacket on. He just looked cool. And I walked by him, and I just looked. He says, thank you. You know, they say, thank you for flying, whatever. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, I said, I said it, round or flat. He looked at me, and he goes, Oh, uh, let me. I'm supposed to tell you it's round. Yeah, round. Three decades plus flying. I'm supposed to say it's round. Have a good day. Very tongue in cheek. Yeah, and I yeah. just smiled and I was like, oh, "Did you hear what he said?" <laughs> <laughs> Made my day. <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes sense. I mean, because they are they are called air rounds, right? Right. Right. Air rounds. Sea unlevel. Yeah, yeah. Sea round. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even the language would point towards a, a ball shooting through space faster than a bullet leaves a gun, orbiting the sun at a million trillion miles an hour, and whatever, whatever crap they believe. Mm -hmm. Are right. we orbiting the sun? <gasps> Where's the sun? I don't know. It's so confusing. It is. Don't believe your sources, right? No. So we'll get some more primary sources for you. And uh, oh, we got 
we got to talk about the dinosaurs. That yes. is fun. I know. I just watched a movie that was interesting. We can talk about it then. A whole dinosaur thing. Oh, really? Yeah, because there for a while you're like, oh, what? wait, what? They what? almost had me. Do, do you want to say the name of the movie? I'll save it. Okay. The, the kind of teaser, everybody's got to come back. Oh, yeah. What movie was he going to talk about? Like, they really care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, until next time. I'm Andy. I'm Joe. And let us know what you guys think. Do you have a primary source that you found, or uh, what do you think about any of these primary sources that we found? Also, uh, if you have a question or something you want us to discuss, uh, email us at podcast13 at gmail.com. And if you like the show, give us a five-star review.